Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And as always, it is the suckiest dater of all here, Dean Unglert, joined by the lovely fellow sucky dater, Jared Haben. And we have a very special co-host with us today, uh, a young lady who doesn't <laughs> suck at dating, but she has. She has sucked at dating in the past. Um, I've, I, I, don't, I, shouldn't, I don't know if I should have said that. But uh, we have Jenna Cooper here with us today. <laughs> Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I admit, yes, I have very much sucked at making decisions towards what got me into bad dating. Thank nice. You. That's what I was alluding to. I, we've seen some of your bad dating choices um, yes. nationally on television. So that's what I was alluding to. But now you're married. You have. Yes. Are you are married. You have a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't suck at dating anymore. No. And you know, it's so great. I had always heard. Older people tell me, I'm so glad I'm married. I'm so glad I don't have to date. And I was just like, always like, why? It's fun because I was young and it was great. And then I went through this string of really, really bad, traumatizing dating. And I was like, that's why. Now I'm married. Now I'm happy. I can wear my sweats. I can be totally myself. I'm like, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Jared and I talk about it all the time on this podcast, how lucky we are to have convinced our our <laughs> wives to date us and marry us because dating – um. It, when you're doing it, it's fun, yeah. But once you're in like a long-term relationship, uh, especially you, now that you have a kid especially, like I can't even imagine going back to dating. So we are very lucky and, and honored to have our partners with us. There's no question about it. Um, but yeah. welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you co-host with us today. I, I was yeah. looking back. I think this is the first time we've had you co-host with us, right? I think so, Yes. And I don't think I've ever met you in person. So formally, nice to meet you. Uh, nice even to meet though you it's well. digitally here. Um, for the yeah. listeners out there, we know Jenna, we know Jenna from, I want to say not Colton season, Ari season. Ari's. Mm-hmm. We know you, we know you from Ari season. We know you a little bit better from bachelor in paradise season five. I want to say. I think it was five actually. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I say that is because I was on four and I was on six and okay. I don't remember you. Yeah. Um, and Jared, hello. How are you? I haven't said hi to you yet. Oh, it's quite all right. No, you're 
killing the game right now. I feel like on this podcast, there are times where I take over and then there are times where you take over. And this feels like a podcast that Dean Unglert's going to take over, which I'm totally fine with because I'm feeling a little oh. off today. Just like a lot like. I'm not going to lie. This Henry Cavill Superman news really got me down in the dumps, bro. Like I am pretty depressed about it. And now everything is like piling on top of it. And now I'm thinking about like issues that I have in my personal life with family or business. And now like I'm just in a rut. You know how you just cycle? Can you fill me in, Jenna, in? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. You guys, I'm like, I have no idea <laughs> you guys don't have to know. It's a little bit dumbest ever. But Henry Cavill. I don't know if you guys remember. You have. OK, I'm a big superhero Superman fan. It means a lot to me. Henry Cavill has been Superman, but he there's been a lot of controversy over the past several years. He made Man of Steel. It was a great movie. But yeah. then there's been other movies that haven't been as good. Some people would argue. I would argue differently. But he hasn't really gotten a chance to have his own Superman movie. He's only made cameos. It's been really weird. He's a great Superman. It got announced a couple months ago that he's finally coming back after years, years of speculation and fans wanting him to be back as Superman. And everybody was so excited. He went on a freaking press tour to announce his return as Superman. Easton, our very own producer, saw him in person because he went on Seacrest and Kelly. I think that's the name of the show. But he went on there and was like, yep, I'm back as Superman. And then now there's been like all these different varying reports that he might not be as back because DC hired James Gunn as like CEO of their superhero slate. And they were saying that James Gunn might change a lot of things. And then it mm. finally got announced yesterday in a heartbreaking post by Henry Cavill that officially he is not returning as Superman. And it just really just like made me sad and bitter and angry. And then that's fine. I'll get over it. But then of course, like, you know how like something will set you off and then immediately be like, you know what else sucks? That sucks. And then everything just like piles on top. So it's divulged into my personal life now. Everything's fine between Ashley and I. It has nothing to do with Ashley and I, other aspects of it. But anyway, that's where I'm at today. Dean, continue. Jenna, it's very nice meeting you once again. Thank you so much for coming on the <laughs> nice podcast. Thank you, too. Of course, thanks for having me. Superman has nothing to do with dating. Jenna, do you have any insight on this whole Henry Cavill situation? Because I, I have got nothing. Nor do you. No. Nobody, no. No, nobody wants it. Nobody wants the insight. No, and you know what? Like, just something that I've kind of learned over the years is that we might never really know like why and, and even if they say why it's maybe not actually mm. why there may be some other weird things going on so maybe it'll end up being for the best maybe there's some other big movie he set for i mean who knows but no he got fired we'll see what happens even james gunn came well, out and said that which is so sad i will say i know i was really critical of man of steel last episode Dean? if you have yeah, listened to that go yeah, back yeah. and listen to it I, I'm not a fan of Man of Steel, and I, I hey Jared, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay, just, but, but today's but not I, the day, my friend. But let me tell you where I'm going with this. Is it my issue with Man of Steel was not Henry Cavill. I think he was fine as an actor. I do think he really has the Superman look to him, and I really appreciate that he looks like Superman. Yeah, he looks like right, Superman. like he's got the strong jaw, the clean shape, the nice coiffed hair, Great the hair. muscles. He's he Great is muscles. a Superman. Um, my issues with the movie were not Henry Cavill centric. So I, I'm sorry. I, I wish you weren't um, having a bad day because of this news. But here we are. Hopefully it gets better. Thank you, Jenna. Sometimes I realize, <laughs> trust me, I care about things that uh, should not matter way too much. But, you know, I guess that's what life is all about, right? You're passionate. You're about passionate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's more than I can say. I, go, I just move through life not caring about anything. You're in a way better situation than I am. That's a fair point. Jenna. Jenna. I'm in the middle. I choose. 
if I really yeah, you pick care and choose. if I don't. Jenna, give us a life update because it's okay. been a long time since we've seen you on our TVs. Of course, yes. we can follow you on social media and stuff and we see all of the big news that you're going through and all of these incredible life experiences that you're having. Give us like a, an elevator pitch of kind of what you've been up to since the last time we saw you on TV. Oh my. Okay. So let's see. So on TV, everything was great and fun. Actually, it was a pretty, pretty good experience. Then everything kind of that happened after was, you know, a big lie and blown up and exaggerated. And I, I kind of mm, went into hiding. You would say like, I knew it wasn't true, but it was just hard to walk in public, like with my head up, knowing that everybody thinks I'm like, I don't know, like a cheater, um, a, a sugar baby, whatever they were, whatever they were saying I was. Um, yeah, let's give some, like, let's give some context to that because I remember well, that that was the craziest thing. Uh, and I was not even really following it that closely, but I remember when um it pretty much came out that everything so like it's like hard it's hard to explain it's hard to understand it that's the problem is it makes no sense and it came from nothing if something would have happened you know i could have best thing for me to do would have you know come clean and said okay i'm sorry for this this is what the real situation was would have been over the problem is it was totally made up so the producers called me when you know, they, they, it gets announced by reality, Steve, that I, I'm trying to even remember. I think that I was, I was cheating on Jordan with like a, a sugar daddy, I guess. And then these fake texts came out, which by the way, were very terribly made. Like they could have made them more believable. And the producers call me and just say like, is this true? And I'm just like laughing because they're reading me these texts in the article. And I'm like, no, like nobody's going to believe that. That's none of that's true. But then um, a lot of people did believe it. And I think the the worst thing was Jordan was like, yeah, it's true. Like she admitted it. I don't know why he did that. I I was just very confused. So I basically just kind of like didn't say anything because um, I was getting like these emails saying you're under contract. You're not allowed to say anything. Mm. I'm sorry if you want to stand up for yourself, but don't say anything. And I would say, well, how come, how come Jordan can do these interviews? Like, what can I just say a few things? Just say, it's not true. I want my privacy. It was really weird. And I, so I had like some lawyers and they said the same thing. They said, if you want to have like a case with this, what you have, don't say anything. So it was just mm. quiet. And if I ever made a post, it was just weird picture i could barely say anything and it just didn't make sense so like i understand why everybody was like well it's probably true because i had such a weird quiet reaction Mm -hmm. so like now like years later i would respond so much differently i would tell them everything going on behind the scenes like things that lies that were told to me like what the truth was but um i didn't know how to handle it's very naive i think that's why they chose me initially to go on the show because I had never been on a plane. I didn't understand the entertainment industry. And I was just kind of like a plant for comedic relief that they could mold into anything. And that's what happened. And I was okay with that because I understand that when you go on to bachelor, you are given an edit. You, you have to just stick with it and you just, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. Um, but everything that happened after that, that affected my real life was awful. And there were, um, local newspapers, you know, printing the story. It was, it was everywhere. So I was like, okay, I can't date. And and I was just totally alone. I kind of became like a hoarder. I was like, I don't want to take my trash. I was literally just depressed. It was bad. And I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't have tons of support outside of like 
my family, like a few friends. And I understand the bachelor world really, that's it. You don't want to get into it, right? Because if you come out and say, maybe it's not true, you might get attacked because that's how the internet works. You mm. get one side and everybody has to pile on and everybody was like, oh, poor Jordan. And she, she looks crazy, right? So I felt like I became the person that they blamed for anybody who has ever hurt them or cheated on them, or maybe their parents got divorced or something. They all, it's like they took it out on me and I can read these messages and, and feel how hurt people are and they just want to take it out. And I guess I just became that person. Um, and it, it, it brought me down. I felt like a huge weight for a long time, but now I know it sounds like cliche, but now I feel so much stronger and so much smarter because of it. And weirdly i'm actually glad it happened because of the big shift in just like the the dynamic on like reddit them not deciding just trash people right away the fact that reality sees if i'm gonna vet my sources better i just feel like there was a change that at least was something good came out of it and um like a lot of people reached out and apologized later. And I feel like I, I developed friendships and met a lot of cool people and had experiences that like, I'm so thankful for because of, yeah. like such as meeting Carl, having Presley and, and that's kind of where I was getting at with <laughs> go on TV. It's fun and great. Terrible thing happens, but now I'm happy. And yeah. I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough when you have everything that you want now, right? You got your husband, mm-hmm. your kid, and it's hard to look back and regret anything because all those things in a weird way led you to mm-hmm. where you are, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. I'm not trying to minimize your situation at all. Have you guys ever played the game The Village before? Mm-hmm. Where are you going with this? So <laughs> there's this game that we played in Pakistan every night. It's called The Village. If if you have like ten people, there's two wolves. And then a bunch of villagers and every night the wool, like, you know, you close your eyes, you go to bed and the wolves kill one villager. And then you wake up in the morning and you're supposed to uh, guess who the wolf is and you want to like vote them out of the the village, essentially. And when you play that game, if you're a villager and you're like one of the good guys, but you're being accused of being a wolf and you know, in your heart, you're like, I am telling the truth and (laughs) none of you are believing me. There is no worse feeling than knowing what you're saying is true, yeah. but having a group of people believe that you're lying. And yeah, I can't that's imagine. Much, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine how helpless you must have felt because it's one of the, like in, in such a trivial, non-meaningful game, it's mm-hmm. such a bad feeling. But this mm-hmm. this wasn't just a game. You know, this is your life. So I can only imagine what you But that's a good, through. no, but that's a good way to describe it. And like, imagine, because, you know, the best way to try to understand a situation is to try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And I know a lot of people on the show have gone through a lot of drama because of made up things too. And it's just awful. So I just try to say, like, imagine if, this comes out about you. Let's take it to a lower scale. It's because, you know, a lot of normal people who will come on here like and bully people they say are like celebrities, which I don't consider myself. I'm very much normal. But to them, they were like, okay, I can say anything to me and I want to to her. But I'm like, okay, mm. let's just say you go into work and somebody sends an email saying you did something absolutely terrible and everybody believes it. But the thing is, how do you prove something that's not true? Right. Like, like, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't. They're like, well, go through your text rec- records. Okay, I did that. But if there's not, if these texts aren't real, I'm not going to find them. So yeah. what do I say to you? Right. So I literally, 
I mean, I didn't even have that much money at the time. I literally used all my money to hire people to go through all my personal information to say, this never happened. These texts were never sent. I mean, they went through my iCloud. It's like so gross to think about the invasion, but I let them in just to try to prove that I didn't do it. And then it came out and they were like, you made that up. You made that. I'm like, (laughs) how did these, I just, I kind of gave up. How did these rumors even start? Like, who do you know who the like? And you don't have to name names or anything like that. But do you know who the person was that reached out to Reality Steve about it the first time? Okay, I don't think I can say the person that we found to be ninety nine percent sure the one oh, that wow. created the text because something might still happen because of that. Like legally, I, I don't really want to like pursue right. it, but yeah, I have of course. The, but there, but I do have, which I'm so glad I talked to um, Steve because he gave me the information showing a couple other people who were very involved in spreading it around because there were multiple stories and he did kind of run with them and looking at them, like I have emails, they're just so fake and I don't know why he believed them. Jeez. But yeah, so there's, there's three people, two women, and then somebody who's actually very close to Jordan is the one that made them up, um, which is it's terrible. Um, yeah, it's awful. But it kind of makes sense. It, it kind of actually makes sense because there was definitely like a motivation there. Um, I just wish I would have known this years ago, but now it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so tough. Ahead, Two things. One, um, you uh, well, I remember you said that you look crazy. You don't look crazy, first of all. Uh, secondly, your story is so, so different because yes, we go on the show and you know, there is a certain level of editing, of course that goes on and we get edited to look, you know, either more like something or less like something. And that does impact our lives. But most of the time, what I tell people a lot is it, it it doesn't, it's not going to ruin your life. You know, it's just, it's not like you're going to get like Ashley definitely, you know, has more to her than just crying. But of course, they're going to yes. highlight that. But, if, yeah. you know, it's all funny. And most of it's just for laughs. And if you can take yourself less seriously, yes, there are going to be people who are rude, but you can get the perfect edit. And there are still people mm-hmm. who are going to be rude to you. But what happened, with, what happened with you is wildly different because yours came after the show that didn't. Mm. I, it is crazy to think that all this happened after the show. Was it ever talked about on the show at like a reunion because i don't remember no okay no they they asked me to go back on paradise and i was like hmm. <laughs> i am like absolutely not of course they told me you know you can have your conversation with him because i think he like blocked me i don't know he says i blocked it I'm, I'm confused but we never jordan and i never had any type of closure that's actually not a terrible hmm. idea because there's so many things there's so many things that he knew he's like oh um but anyways yeah, no, there was never, never anything. It It's weird. It's just kind of still like floating out there. I'm just glad other good things have happened in my life to cover up some of the terrible articles. I couldn't get jobs. They were like, oh. I, I'm sorry. They were like, it might not be true, but like, we can't, we can't risk it and hire you because of what you look like on the internet. Jeez. I was like, right. Yeah, it was bad. That's so, and like the- it sucks. It just, and well, I'm so glad that you got over that because yeah, I can only, yeah, I remember too. hearing the news that it was, that Steve came out and said, I was wrong. This is all fabricated mm-hmm. and I really screwed up. Um, And being like, and just thinking, holy shit. 
that that was all untrue. Like that was fake. He got duped. And listen, I'm not trying to rag on Randall Steve. He does a great job at his job. No, rag on him. Rag on him. Oh. I personally don't like him. I don't care if you guys like him or not. I don't like him. I don't know him personally. But my my point is, of course, he's good at his job. Like, he gets majority of things right. No, he's right. bad. He's bad at his job. Look what he did. Look what he well, did with no evidence. this is obviously an example of, like, horribleness. Um, horribleness. But it is. I mean, it's crazy to think. But, I, I mean, the point being, uh, one, I'm just very happy that that is behind you. It just sucks that you had to go through that. And it's really unlike anything any Bachelor contestant has ever experienced because this is very different than getting, quote-unquote, a bad edit. Um, because even people who get, like, quote-unquote, bad edit, I, like, they still do things. And it's like, well, you did do that. You did say that. You, it was like, no, I didn't. I'm I'm true. Like, I'm 100% being honest. I did not do this. And nobody believed you. And it's just sad. But I'm so happy for you. Thank yeah. you. Do you want to know the worst part? The worst part about that is I think it's because since I was like young and started working, there were so many situations of like men in power who wanted to abuse it and who did offer money, bonuses, whatever it was. <laughs> and I always said, no, like it's definitely out there. I know it's out there. I don't judge people. I don't care. I don't care if you're a sugar baby. Do not care. It's just the fact that like, I always wanted to be independent and work extra hard. So I didn't have to take anything from anybody, like, mm -hmm. especially a man. I just never wanted to be in that position. And so for that to come out, essentially becoming like my identity for two years, at least on the internet, it was, yeah, that's what, that's what was so hard. And then for obviously for the person that I was engaged to, to like not stand by me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that hurt too. Like, Jordan and I's relationship, I don't think a lot of people know a lot about it because, like, it wasn't very public, I guess, because mm. you know how you're supposed to kind of keep it a secret until Paradise. Well, the story came out the night the finale aired, so it was all really weird and nobody really ever got to know, but that we definitely had like our struggles. And so like for him, like I was choosing to love him and to try to make this relationship mm. work. It was not perfect and rainbows and butterflies. Like it was, it was hard. And I think like, if you only have one person trying and one person kind of half in thinking like, like, I'm not going to blame him totally for it because I think he was getting these messages from these other women and was a little bit yeah. like worried, mm -hmm. but for him to, to, to tell me, I cannot stand by you publicly. And then to break up with me through an Instagram post, I didn't even know it was, no way. it was just, you no, know, yeah. That's how I found out like that. We were like, our what? engagement was totally off. I was like, Oh, and this a dramatic black and white Instagram post. I was like, okay. So none, so none of that was, um, it, normal so i get that people i get that people were confused and didn't really know what to believe and were like well i guess it must be true you know because he's saying it's true and breaking up with me and is yeah you know what do you know what the worst the worst part is and i've, I've told a few other people <laughs> i say that was the worst part this was the worst part <laughs> getting like blamed for that he actually jordan actually had a girlfriend when we were engaged and i'm oh, not wow. The, the thing is, like, I'm not trying to, like, start anything because he, t he at least he told me. So I was like, okay. And he said, I'm, like, I'm breaking up with her now. I was like, I know people mm -hmm. go on the show dating people. I know they do. Okay. So I honestly was not even that. I was like, you probably came on here for fun, whatever. For me, I didn't know if we'd really find love. But that was, I think, really hard. So it was so many things that piled up. And then the truth was never put out. So I, So people just had to go with whatever they saw in the media and articles and it's just right it it's gross. interesting too because if you 
if you were to if if anyone were to cheat on someone and gets caught, then you're like, okay, I feel bad and people are angry at me, but I deserve it because I did something <laughs> bad. If you're getting all of this like negative attention from people because they think you did something wrong and you didn't even do the the thing that was they're blaming you of, I like that's 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 like I think anyone in that situation would. Uh, like you said, you were you were dealing with depression, all that kind of stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you weren't leaving the house. I think so many people would have that same reaction because it's like, what 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 can you do? You can you can speak until you're blue in the face, but like people are going to believe what they're going to believe, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah your story yeah, definitely puts yeah. things into perspective. It's one of those stories that you hear because even I'm self reflecting right now about like what's you know how like I'm upset <laughs> at different things in my life, and I'm like, I mean, honestly, it could be. I could be in this situation where someone's blatantly saying something factually inaccurate and then I'm combating it and just there's nothing I say or do will change people's minds. You know, it's funny, too. You were talking about how years ago, you know, you were said, listen, don't say anything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just just, you know, you could say it's not true, but then don't go into details. It's so funny. I just feel that that way of thinking has has should have been put to bed a long time ago because it's such an mm-hmm. old school way of thinking of like don't say anything you're only going to hurt yourself but with social media today it's like you have to come out and defend yourself you have to come out and say mm-hmm. the truth I, or else, I think so too because it's not it's a 24-hour news cycle now you know it's not the old days where you catch mm-hmm. the five o'clock news and then that's you know everything's updating throughout the day and the week and you know weekends you have off it's like no this you have you find out on twitter immediately and if yeah. somebody doesn't immediately say something, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, celebrities or comics or whatever come out and be like, my lawyers told me not to say anything, but I'm saying something. Most, <laughs> most of the time it's on I would like, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And do, but do you, yeah. Wanna, you know what's also funny is the fact that, like, there has been a lot of changes, too, for, like, bullying, which I think is great. But, like, when my story was out, First of all, I was getting attacked by, I don't even know how many people, but also bots. Somebody was buying bots to like say I had all these sugar daddies and making up these fake accounts with these stories. Now, like you can't say a mean thing to somebody. Like I I was making a comment the other day and I said um, something about a pig because I have a pig. I was talking about my pet pig and it got deleted and Instagram said like that's a strike. Like, you know, we don't allow any bullying. Hmm. And I was just like, wow, where was this back in the day? When, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I could have used this. Yeah. So I actually had this like social club in Raleigh that I had started with like a bunch of women and we were promoting small businesses and it was so fun. Well, somebody made this huge, a huge Reddit article that went everywhere that went onto Facebook that made it into a few articles um, saying that I was running an escort service. And so I had oh. to stop. I had to stop doing that because it was it got it was very negative. And it was kind of I kind of had to like re restart my whole life basically after it. Um but again, again, I, at least I'm glad where I'm at because I don't know where it would be otherwise. Yeah. Well, but it, it it's a it's a scar for sure. It's right. very very traumatic. Yeah, and it's tough and it's a scar that you have and and well, I'm very happy that you've I don't want to say like obviously gotten over that scar. I don't know how to phrase it. You can only you're the only one who could phrase it. But I'm very happy that you have a family. You have mm-hmm. uh, me too. You you have your daughter. So you have one one child, right? Yes, one. Yeah, Presley. She's two and a half. She's awesome. Presley, nice. two and a half. That's a great name. 
I mean, is she Thank named you. after Elvis Presley? How about this? No, listen to this. You won't <laughs> believe this, but it's true. So I did not know it when I chose her name. So it doesn't count exactly. But her dad is very distantly related to Elvis. And oh, I was wow. like, this <laughs> is perfect. Like, it's pretty distant, but still. So I'm like, she technically has a family name. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty cool. Hopefully she's into younger <laughs> guys because Elvis, or I'm sorry, Presley and Dawson might be, uh, you know, a future, a future fling. Yeah. Well, Dawson, right? Dawson's 10 months. So he's, I mean, that's not bad. And so when she's 30, he'll be 28. <laughs> Come on. That's 28. Yeah, I mean, that was totally fine. I know. I feel like it's funny once you're kind of like in this world, it's like, you can't really just date normally. So it's like, maybe, maybe our children are going to have to like seriously date somebody out of the well, what they should do like, is i mean granted if the show is still on in many many years, no i know what you're gonna say we'll just all put all the kids from bachelor nation on a show <laughs> on in paradise we'll send them to sayulita and it will just be paradise with the kids on the bachelor okay <laughs> fine if like we get to have the control because if the producers are oh, yeah. managing that i will not send her back no and then, then we're the producers we're the ones and then okay, they keep, there's cameras in the production room where we're coming up with like the ideas Dude, we speeds. just think of a really cool cool idea <laughs> i think it's great i mean right now obviously we can't we'll be you know exploiting our children but many, yeah many, exactly once, once they turn 18 straight to sayulita <laughs> I'll I'll send my dog down or something, I guess, just so I yeah. I'll send my pig. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, hey, you know what? We said years from now. Who knows? I know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to 
maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. And like you keep saying, and we keep alluding to, everything did work out for the best because you have Presley, you have your husband and all those things. Um, how did you and, the, and your husband meet? So a mutual friend introduced us. They kind of worked together and she was just one of my really good friends. And um, she told Carl, we're going to have this business meeting and have that coffee. And then she invited me. And she told him 15 minutes before, by the way, a friend is just going to come meet us. And he's like, okay. And I come walking in, in like all pink. Like these sunglasses with pearls. This like, I had a little bit of fur, and like, uh-huh. he's probably like, "What in the world?" Because Carl is very like reserved, and, like quiet, and like sweet. And I was like, <laughs> "But you know, somehow I think he kind of likes me, or at least he was somewhat intrigued because you know we talked a little, and then we started going on a few dates, and then it was just like we never stopped. It was just like, and I, I just really appreciated that he didn't know anything about the show didn't care has never watched it it was like supportive and he said if you you say that's not true it's not true because that was i hate it but that's one of the first things i have to say if you look me up because you know when you go to date somebody what do they Mm. do they google you they look up instagram like well you're gonna see this stuff like it's not true and the fact that he like just believed me and stuck by me was like it's it's fine it's not that big of a deal was amazing Mm -hmm. and yeah so then do you find he's do you find that uh, Carl is less reserved after you've you guys have been together now? Because my point oh, being is that a well, I've found myself pretty reserved, but I feel like those personalities mesh well because Ashley is very opposite. Mm-hmm. And she's brought mm-hmm. a lot out of me over the past few years that I've always had, but just have been reserved. And so I find I think a little. Yeah. So I find he's never going to be the Instagram husband. Yeah, I'm sure it has. I think I think it's really I think it's really good for couples like that um and I think it has been good for us and for him and for me because he'll like bring me down like relax me like <laughs> but like just to like a level I need to be at um so I'm not like so 
I don't know, anxious and just so coconut all around all the time. Honestly, yeah, pretty much. But he's still <laughs> like, I think he's like, oh, about like Instagram stuff. He'll 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 get in the picture with me, but he's like, I'm not doing those like videos. But it's fine. Like he's just, it's it's his personality, and I love it. So um, it it does work out. He he grounds me a lot. Good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that's it. good. In a weird way, all of that bad uh, stuff that happened helped you jo- dodge the bullet and led you to Carl. So like like we keep saying, that's good. I, I've never been a big fan of Jordan as it stands. Uh, he's always been kind of a punk to me, said mean things to me. I, every time I say it, though, Kalen always shoots me a look because he did defend Kalen at our reunion. So Kalen like, has a soft spot for him. The thing with him that's hard, I think, to know with people, if you when you're deciding like if you if you like him or not, it's... The problem is, is you don't really get to see him because he, he puts on like this TV mm. like personality and him defending her. I hate to say it, but he probably did it for himself because that's 100%. what he does. Um, so I mean, he, he, he probably likes her, but I'm just saying he does things for his image for himself. And so that's not to say that underneath he's a terrible person. I don't really know because I didn't really get to see a whole lot of it. But it's 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 calculated when it's on TV or it's an article or he stands up for somebody who puts somebody down. There's you know, there's a reason. Um, I don't really know if he's like that anymore. I, I have not talked to him in years. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I people can even decide if they love him because they don't they don't know. Right. Him. And, and, and it's, it's I know it's like that for a lot of us. You can only see what we put on social media, but it's a mask. So who knows? That's, that's what I took. That's what I say to Kaylin every time she says that. And I mean, I don't have enough insight, I guess, but he said yeah, some mean me things either. about me and to me and stuff. So I, I'm, uh, I'm anti, but no, I, I mean, I, it's nothing compared to what has happened with you. Um, it's so funny to think too, how like that chapter is just closed now. Right. Cause that was like five years ago and it, it we're talking about it now, which, um, you know, we don't mean to like bring up old, old past scars or anything like that, but it's so interesting how that was so long ago. You know, yeah, I I know. Angie, do you know why? Actually, I think this was a good time because I think before I would have um, either not said that much. This is probably the most open I've been about it, maybe ever. Nice. Um, I think okay. I would have either not said much, been like too emotional about it, or this is what I've been going through for a while is actually not having much of a memory of of anything because hmm. just like as a trauma response, I just. I just deleted everything from my mind, but a little, not long ago, I went to Texas for three days. I did this intensive therapy and not just for that, but that was a big part of it and um, opened up a lot of stuff. And I let myself feel things that I had always been holding in because I'm like the type of person that I guess, I guess I feel like I don't want people to pity me and I, and I don't want to be weak and like emotional, even though I know that's the, you know, they say, strong I know it is but I just couldn't I don't know I held so much in and I had a really bad memory because of being hurt like a lot even from since when I was younger and not ever telling anybody or working through it so I did that I mean I did EMDR and um have you have you tried that or heard of it no, it's, it's amazing so I would recommend it for <clears throat> anybody because we all are traumatized in some way you you just can't help it um 
I have these buzzers in both my hands and it sets off both sides of your brain. You have to close your eyes. You get very relaxed and your mind will take, you're not controlling it. Your mind will take you where you kind of need to go to like work things out. And it becomes like very symbolic. And it's, it was like a story. And I'm telling you, I was, I was going into very, very dark places, looking at it from a very different perspective, much more rational, seeing it's not because now I can look at it and see it, it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't the biggest thing ever, but it was a big thing in my world. In um, moment, yeah. And I was quite literally closing books. It, it's, I couldn't even explain it all. It was, what was it? 21 hours of therapy. It's insane. Wow. Um, but now when I think back to some of the things that we worked through, my last memory is my last memory in that therapy session, which was very positive, which was me having mm. control, me seeing like myself, like put out to the world as, as I really am, which is all that really matters because how you feel and how you see it's all in your head. It's all just a perspective because of your experience. So like what's important is what's in your mind and how you're talking to yourself and how you feel about yourself. And so it took me obviously years to get to that point, but now my memories aren't either gone or terrible. Now I'm like, okay, I can see it. I can see just rationally like what happened and think through it. And now, um, I don't think it was as huge or terrible as I thought it was. It, it is terrible, but it's like, I mean, things happen every day. You know, there's a new scandal, a new article, a new person getting canceled every day. Yeah. Um, well, it's and, it's even trickier yeah. for you in your situation because while it was happening to you in real life, you were, like you said, you were told not to talk about it. So yeah. like you're associating these memories with like, having to kind of keep quiet about it i can only imagine mm -hmm. like the mental torture that that must have been not only in the moment but then like you're saying now like recalling it years later it makes it more challenging because you weren't able to explore outwardly so much about it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yep. yeah it was too big for me at the time and i like i said i was still like naive i mean i'm still learning things now i just feel a lot more like much Sure. And, and I could deal with it now. If it happened to me now, I could. And also, but also I have this perspective that's like, nothing worse can happen. Like, because yeah. for a while, I'm always like looking over my shoulder, like, is somebody recording me? Like, am I going to say something or slip up or do something that's going to be seen as wrong? And then these articles are going to come out and I'm going to get hurt all over again. But now I'm like, not much worse can happen than that because that was one of my biggest that was a fear and like something that I think <laughs> probably hurt me more than any other issue that could have been made up about yeah. me. Um, and I, I think it also hurts that like a lot of people knew that uh, like, like the producers, Jordan, uh, just the show in general, they knew my story because you have to tell them when you go on the show, you're, they, they want to know all your vulnerabilities, your insecurities, what you're scared of. Because that's how you're manipulated. And and again, I get it. It's a show. It's how it works. So they all know this. And then, and I think they actually used that to have Jordan maybe tell me certain things to make me mm. fall, right? Because they know what what would make me feel secure and loved. Um, and, they, and they do know what would hurt. And I think I reached out to them and was like, I have all this information to, to prove to you that it's not true. Even I know some people who are involved in doing it. Is there anything you can do like to help me in? No, they said there's not. In fact, they, I think it was $24,000 each time I spoke 
out, out of contract. Um, and then they had their wow. psychologist call me and try to get me to admit that I did it. And so it was just, that was hurtful too. Not that I think they owed me much, but I don't know. It was pretty messed up. Yeah. I think Jared will disagree with this, but one thing that I've always, well, one thing that I found out later on, I guess, because uh, I did four four seasons, which is way too <laughs> well, many. I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe by the fourth season, what I'd realized was that the the people making the show aren't your friends. They're there to make no. a television show, yeah. and a lot of contestants get sucked into the trap of thinking that they're their friends with their best interests mm-hmm. at heart. Which I some of them sure. Maybe. I know. I do think there are some, but yeah. It was my case. No, and and same with me. It's like they're there for, and they're working, you know, like, no, I'm not like Mm -hmm. ragging on them at all. They're working. That's their job. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. It just, it stinks when you're kind of like the butt of the joke in in, in a few ways of the word. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel for you. It's great to see you come out the other side stronger and happier. Uh, um, You know, like like Jared and I Mm -hmm. were saying, we haven't met you before this, but uh, it's hard to imagine you being happier than you are now because you seem like you're on cloud nine with kind of how right. everything's panned out. And you know what? And that's even with the past, this past year has been so hard. Like I got really sick, like all kinds mm. of issues going on. I got like my breast implants removed because I'm pretty sure they were making me sick. Wow. I stopped doing any. Yeah, it, it was terrible. I didn't even know that was a thing. And there's a whole world, a whole community yeah. of women that were just destroyed by that. There was, um, um, but I'm not Claire, Claire. I don't know. Yes. Claire Carley. She came out of yes. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, her doctor did mine, oh, like did wow. my surgery. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Of course, nobody wants to talk about it. It's like a billion dollar industry, but the same right. or maybe trillion. I don't even know. It's the same. I'm not doing like filler or Botox, any of that, because I figured out that like foreign things going into my body were just not not doing good things. Yeah. And so this past year has been me just physically healing too from all of that but I think also getting over that I'm finally just like I I feel you know I, I'm really actually I'm, I'm ready to have another baby I'm like Aww. let's just grow the family I'm like so like happy and got off my anxiety meds and like much more like holistic and nice yeah That's yeah awesome. it's, I, it's really good I, I do think there's a movement towards that too like for whatever reason in like the 2000s 2010s there was a lot of like uh, emphasis and a spotlight on like modifications of like lip mm-hmm. fillers and mm-hmm. implants and those types of things. Even Kaylin, uh, you know, she's been in pageants her whole life. So she's, uh, she's been into that for a long time, but just last year she got like her lip fillers dissolved and, uh, yeah. she's taking a much more holistic approach to her like beauty and appearance and health and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's a good thing. I think, uh, I, if we're moving towards too. that, it's good. Yeah. I, I do too. I feel it. And also I think it's very good for us like, mentally because, we're us now. You yeah. know, I, I felt the exact same way when I came off the show. I was like, all these people are looking at me and, and I would have injectors say, oh, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, make it, you know, if I wanted to look good, like more symmetrical in pictures or videos. But now I'm like, to be happy, like just being me, I'm like, okay, this this is great. I'm not like bleaching my hair like I was. The, the pictures of me when I was on the show and off the show were wild. Like, Yeah, I your hair is much darker eyebrows, now, huh? I had eyebrows up to here huge lips, like super white teeth, bleached hair. I was like super tan. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a monster. Um, (laughs) But well, no, actually, like, and I do think that women look pretty with and without too. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, we start to look the same and like can't move naturally like with it. So I would love to see us. I'm going to say us, including myself, because I've done all of it. Like just accepting ourselves. 
Yeah. Um, Kaylin and I, we have a, we have an ongoing dialogue about that too, because I uh, don't really care much about my appearance. I used to quite a bit similar to you, but nowadays, like if I take a picture and I look really weird in it and, but Kaylin looks really good and she's like, can I post this? You, you know, like, are you okay with me posting this? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I look. So I can't, that's just how I look. So it is what it is. Um, and I, I think a lot of people are kind of coming around to that way of thinking too, because it's just like, it is what it is, you know? And like people will, you know, you'd think people would bully you for your appearance. I don't really think that's as prevalent as it used to be because it's just like, that's just how we look and that's just who we are. So it's like, how could you mm-hmm. say anything negative <laughs> about it? You know? I, I know. And I feel the same. I've said so many times, like, I literally think everybody is beautiful in how different they are. Like, and I'm not just saying like that, that is the fact that they're different. The fact that something's small or big or up or down or what it's like, that actually is what's beautiful about being a human. And so like, I, I wish we weren't changing it all the time, but do you know what the media is? What controls what's popular, what's important, what we should do and what, and how can we get away from that? Because we're scrolling on it every day. I mean, that's yeah. like, yeah, that's my job. So I'm like, of course I'm on here, but yeah, I, I'm, I am concerned about like the younger generation and hopefully it does move towards, you know, natural is in. I would love for them to do that, but that doesn't make money for some people. So right. don't know if that will happen. Yeah. You two have a whole new uh, arena to deal with, with your children and having to help them navigate through the whole system too. It's like, I know. it was tough enough for us. And I can only imagine it's got to be so much harder for the next generation to come up, you know? Mm-hmm. I really feel free to let me know if you guys have any advice, but do not know what to do. Like Presley has an account. I made it when she was born. Don't ever want to give it to her. Maybe I'll wait until she's 18 uh-huh. or something. And I, I do have photos of her on there because I go back and forth. You either do it or you don't. Like you mm. don't have to do like ads and stuff, but it's like mm. you're either going to show your child's face or like who they are, or you just totally have to spend forever trying to hide them. Yep. And I also, I love that I have this, basically video diary of her life online like for her she loves it she loves watching videos of herself but when she gets older i don't know what to do maybe yeah. it'll change a lot by then honestly maybe it will all be like holograms and it'll be like you know that creepy like metaverse ever we won't even have instagram anymore i don't know probably it's definitely evolving so we'll see yeah i mean <laughs> soon we're never gonna have to leave the house i was just talking to my buddy about building a golf <laughs> simulator and you can play golf with your friend in another state at a course that's like hundreds of miles away. I'm like, soon we're never going to have to leave our house with all the delivery services and stuff. So I do think we're, we're transitioning more towards that. Um, well, Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate yeah, your candidness you, and your candor. Yes, thank you. Sorry, yeah. I don't even know what all I said. That was just a lot. So You no. completely knocked it out of the park. So we are really grateful okay. to have you on. We're just going to take one quick commercial break, but we'll yep. be right back with our callers. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. 
The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. First up, we have Corey calling in. Corey, are you there? Yes. Hey. Hey, Corey. Hey, what's going how on? are you? Good. Thank you. Good, good. What's going on in your life? How can we help you? Um, well, I liked a girl's photo on Instagram, and my girlfriend got really pissed off at me. Oh. Well, pretty straight to the point on that one. Pretty straightforward. So, what, like, um, okay, so, like, a few months ago, uh, a friend of mine's Instagram photo, she was in, in a bikini. Um mm. But it was, a, it was like a friend, but yeah. I understand why my girlfriend might get pissed. Mm-hmm. So she had me like delete any photos of girls I like I was friends with. Um, yeah. Well, but, so so Jared, Jared and I have a, a, a similar stance on this when it comes to like scrolling through Instagram. We okay. agree that there's really no practical value to ever like a, a girl's picture that's not the girl you're dating 
unless it's like you know a, a, whatever especially bikini photos i think is maybe the emphasis here like wh- there's no self-serving purpose for a guy to do that so i could see why the girlfriend was maybe upset but i think in my opinion in my experience there's no no double tapping ever when it comes to a girl, especially in a bikini, because all it's going to do is lead you to trouble and it's not going to do anything positive for you at all. Like zero, zero positive, potential negative. So stay away from it. Even if it was like a girl I went to high school with. That like, well, Jenna, I mean, what do you I think? I thought it was a nice photo. not like. A yeah, I know. I'm like, this is so interesting because I, this has happened with me before. And I want to say that I actually, I understand your point of view because it's been like explained to me um they'll say it's not a big deal we've been friends since we were five like it doesn't matter i you know it looked like a fun vacation i liked it and the thing is is like sometimes i don't think it always it it always has like a negative meaning behind it however i think the most important thing is like how it looks from the outside in the way that I explain it like my husband is I'm like okay well it's not everybody's job but it's it's my job on here so imagine just imagine me going into your workspace it's public public everybody's in there working and I see this man in there you know he's got these like kind of tight work pants on I just kind of double tap his butt I'm like yeah I kind of like that <laughs> like not and like you know and like I'm, I, I wouldn't cheat like I, it's I'm just saying I like it and like hopefully he likes that I like it yeah. imagine he's think, oh no 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 and i know it's not the same but to just imagine like it's just everybody can see what you're liking and nobody mm-hmm. wants to be like yeah my guy's liking that even if you're just in a restaurant he's looking around because you know it it happens nobody wants to be the girl that's sitting there while he's looking around and liking other things and so i think it's more just the way that it looks and then i think sometimes we wonder well what was the reason behind that did you just need some attention you know maybe from a female did you want her to be happy that you like that pose Mm -hmm. and if it was just a total honest like i like you like I think you can like it without clicking like. And if you miss it, maybe it's been a while, you can say, I don't know how the messaging goes in your relationship, but, you know, hope you're doing well. To me, that's like, I don't know, maybe not on a bikini picture, but I don't think everybody should, every female should be cut out. Definitely not. Mm, But it's just, I think it just matters like how it looks. And so you just want to keep, you want to keep your woman feeling like secure and happy and everybody knows, you know, she's your one. And so it is a hard thing to navigate though. Yeah. I was told once by a boyfriend who got very, very mad at me for liking a boy's photo, which is, you know, total opposite. And he said, um, there is always, oh my gosh, I can't even remember. It was someone's bad conversation, but there's always a reason behind why you did that. You expected something Mm -hmm. to come from that. And he called it signaling. That's what he called it. And he was so mad. And so I was like, okay, well, sorry. I didn't know. Like, I didn't have these bad intentions. And I don't think everybody does. But that is that is hard. But I think the most important thing is to keep her happy because, you know, that's, that's your person. That's who you love. You want her happy. You want your relationship to be good. So is it worth it to let your friend know that you liked her bikini picture or her even just a cute picture? Um rather than just avoiding clicking like that was a long answer no that was great that was really good i think it's the first step in a a very small one at that but a very small step in making a potentially bad decision and i think that's kind of what like there's no need to open up that potential can of worms so just don't double click that's so so it sounds like jen and i are kind of in agreement on that um but hopefully is there any like compromise Corey? like you know well, um, she told me she thought it was emotionally 
like cheating, but I was just being supportive of a friend. So I just, I just like gave a thumbs up just to be like, you know, body positivity kind of thing. I didn't yeah. mean, I wasn't doing it to be like, get my girlfriend mad or anything. It was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just saw it like a high school friend of mine is like working out, working out her body and she looked great. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just being supportive as a friend, but I could definitely see why my girlfriend would get mad because if, if, if she was like in a dude in like a, you know, six pack and a bikini. Yeah, I was like, know. nice, nice abs. Yeah, yeah I yeah. might be mad too. So I can, I can <laughs> definitely see it, but I was just trying to be supportive, but you know. It's, it's I think, you know what, then I think the most important thing is to make sure you try to get that across to her. Like, mm-hmm. and it sounds like, it sounds like you are, at least, at least you are explaining yourself and, you know, it sounds like you, you want her to be happy. So I think yeah. it'll be okay. But yeah, it's just one of those things, like Dean said, just probably avoid because it's never worth it. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but yeah. uh, but best of luck, Corey. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. We hope uh, all right, you, you get cool. it all figured out. Yep. Thank you for taking time to talk to me. Bye. Yeah, Bye. of course. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Um, no, that was good. I think the long-winded answers are very helpful. Uh, I, yeah, I, know, I, ta- I know. I talk so much. I was like, this question. But you know what? I will say, like, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But it is a big thing in relationships. Because social oh, yeah. media is so huge. And it's so public. And it's kind of sometimes you're like, well, what what was the point of that? Right. Really? I mean, and right, it, of the like, especially, right. But it's uh-huh. to your same point, too. I sometimes am talking and I like am starting like after going on for a while, I'm like, I've been talking for like five minutes. and I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> I just want to say I have like, I just have a two year old like home and everybody's gone all day. So when an adult is around, I'm like, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, next up, we have Todd calling us. Todd, are you there? Hey, Todd. Yeah, I'm here. You there? Hey, how are you? What's going on today? How can we help you? Hey, um, so I have a little dilemma. Um, I just needed some help. So I've been with my girlfriend for about a year and a half. And I know that she's had a relationship with a married man in the past. But mm. I, she doesn't know that I know. You oh, know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got on the topic of like married people cheating and, you know, I asked her if she had ever been to side chick before and she said, no, but I know that she's been that one, but, um, moving forward, you know, like we just, we have been together for quite a bit of time. You know, we both have kids from previous relationships and they've been, you know, become, we've become a family. And yeah. I just don't, I don't know what to feel right now because she's lying about something that she did in the past and she doesn't think it's okay, but she, I know that she did that. So I just, I don't want that to happen to me in the future. So what do you guys think? Right. So she, so you're worried because she kind of flat out lied to you and you know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, well, Jared, what do you think? Well, hello. Sorry. Uh, I had some technical issues. I got booted off the internet there. But with this, I mean, are you a hundred percent sure that she's not telling the truth? Because what if you're mistaken? I mean, I know from her best friend. I mean, I don't know why her best friend would have told me that. You know, this is like when we first met that she said that, you know, oh, just FYI, she's been with that guy. You know, that's why (laughs) some there's a lot of I know. (laughs) Well, you know, it was she was just saying that she had been with a married man before and i just kind of blew it off because i you know i do love her i really liked her at the moment and and we became really close and became a family but when we brought when we got into the conversation about married people and cheating and stuff she just said you know no i think it's stupid i think it's messed up and i 
maybe I need to have a conversation with her friend to see if it's actually true. Mm. Uh, I would have yeah. a conversation with her and just say, listen, yeah. this is what I heard. Like, how true is it? And it's just, I mean, you're going to have to throw the best friend under the bus a little bit. I know that sucks, but if it's bothering you this much, you're going to just have to talk to her about it and be like, hey, listen, I know this is going to sound stupid, but this is what I heard a long time ago. And then you said you'd never been, but I just want to kind of like, you know, just know what happened. That's all. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice. That should do it. I mean, for sure. Can yeah. I say two? Can I say two just little things? Mine are really quick. Please. Yes. I, I would say one thing is in her in her defense, just because we, we don't even know the whole story. Um, maybe she didn't know initially or something. Maybe she maybe because married men can be can do that, can be very charming and not admit that they're married. And right. then, um, so maybe in her mind, her perspective, she wasn't a side chick because it was just this guy she met and then maybe she found out and that's where they broke up, but who knows? The other side of it is you asking her about that and knowing what you know, it's a little bit also dishonest on your side, like not not saying you know that. So I think maybe there's a little bit of dishonesty from like both of you and maybe just like coming clean, like talking through it. Like I think it could be so good and like, kind of healing for you to like just to just talk through it instead of holding on to it this whole time because i bet there is i bet there's a lot more that maybe maybe you don't know and maybe it was just a perspective thing and also yeah, yeah i don't get why her friend would would well and i, I, I like to say that i wear my heart on my sleeve mm -hmm. and I, it, it it just when it came up in conversation she yeah. said that you know she said uh, she's never done that but i yeah. i think i know so I, I think i do need to have a little heart to heart yeah, um, yeah. it's gonna be tough but I think no. that probably the best. Yeah, I think that's a good point that Jenna made is uh, it, it does kind of suck to hear because you feel like you're the one being slighted. But she's right, because if you kind of withheld that information that you might know something, that is kind of a lie by omission on your part. And I, I would say it's maybe like a lesser of a lie if, if that is the mm -hmm. truth. But it is still a bit of dishonesty. So So, yeah, I would agree with everyone. I would say the best thing you can do is have a conversation with her about it. And just like approach it gently and don't speak uh, in like definitive terms or so matter of factly, just kind of like be more yeah, inquisitive yeah. and then get the best answer that you can out of her. And hopefully, you know, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. And I think things cool. will be okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. yeah. Awesome. We'll be interested for the advice. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for calling. And we appreciate it. Best of luck. And uh, yeah, take care. All right. Happy holidays. Bye. Thanks, buddy. You happy too. holidays. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Lizzie, hi, how are you? Oh, hello. Hi, oh, Lizzie. Hello. How are you? Hi. Thank, you? Thank you for joining us. How can we help you today? Um, well, my supervisor, he sends me text with like kissy emojis in it. Um, he also compliments me regularly or like makes comments on my looks. Oh. Um, yeah. Like for example, Oh, well you need to look through your long lashes, you know? Um, then he also touched me two times, uh, one time in public and one time in private. Um, but I don't know if I'm just like, making things up in my head or like if this is just really inappropriate. Um, also, I'm like his only female trainee, like the rest mm. are males. So I just think maybe it's, he just doesn't know how to interact with women in the workplace. Yeah, it sounds um, it sounds inappropriate to me, just yeah. based off of those two things you said. I, uh, I, I, for some reason, it always pops up on my Reddit page, the anti-work subreddit. And it always talks about how it's not a bad thing to have a, like, friendly relationships with your supervisors but a lot of times the leverage uh their like positive relationship with you to get more work out of you in certain ways and i'm not saying that's what he's doing here it sounds like he might be like you know more flirtatious than he needs to be but that's definitely something in my opinion like if it were happening to me i would want to put a stop to it as soon as possible and it is like a tricky field to navigate um but what i don't what jenna and jared what do you guys think 
Well, so I've actually had this happen like multiple times with different, oh. um, the different bosses. And they're, the problem is, is there's really actually not a good, I don't have the perfect answer for it because it also depends like just on the person and how they respond, like just what your situation is. So I've had one that I, I just kind of ignored it for a long time, just kind of let it go. And it actually became kind of, um, kind of like an, an abusive like relationship, um, if I was nice to him, I would get like, he'd give me like good projects that day and be generally like nice. And if I was not, he would give me, um, just, just awful, awful jobs and say, mm. I have, you know, I have the power to fire you. And he would start making me warm up his food and he would start touching me and, and he would be like, you need to stay after work and do it. It, it was kind of, it was like in a gym atmosphere so he'd say you need to do my workouts as like part of the team thing and he would stand too close and just do and it was it was bad but do you know what um it took me a long time and I finally I I finally like reported it oh well I got fired so that was not a good Hmm. it was it was just a it was a bad situation and maybe it could have been avoided if I would have said something more directly to him before but I was always too scared I needed the job and I didn't I thought the same thing I'm like am I kind of like is it not as big of a deal am I just creating this am I being dramatic but I I want to say I think the best thing to do would be to be very directed like not mean but like standing up for yourself and, and to literally I mean I think for like a man you have to say it in plain terms that's not that's not really appropriate I want to make sure we're keeping our relationship just purely like professional like where you, you, you probably shouldn't touch me i i appreciate that you've, you've said some nice things i mean that that's nice but just maybe maybe don't say them to me like i, I don't know i don't have a good answer for it because i've never mm-hmm. really had a great outcome with it hmm. um but i have learned like years later i should have definitely said no should have definitely stood up for myself it wasn't okay and yet you can tell them it's just you have to find a a way like to tell them because if they get like offended too easily i mean they can just make your life suck at work it's not fair yeah. it's just how it is mm-hmm. so i'm sorry that's like that's yeah. the worst i'm sorry too that that is not a good position to be in jared let's hear your perspective because you are a boss and i'm sure you've never you know towed the line there but how would you how would you handle a situation like that i mean yeah I would listen to Jenna and I would say that you should definitely say something. You should just tell them how uncomfortable it's making you feel. Or maybe there's an Mm -hmm. HR department that you can report to. Definitely don't hold it in. Definitely say something. It's only going to continually get worse. Just say something. I don't know the stuff. Jenna, do you, are you nervous if they, if if this person says something? Um, I am. Yes, I am because I don't, yeah, because I don't want you to have to like deal with the negative repercussions that I know can come from offending a, a man in power. Sometimes yeah. I, I know that I almost feel like we need to like practice this here. Like, okay, let's say, let's just say, Jared, let's just say I'm trying to talk to you. Yeah. Okay, like how, how <laughs> this is like I don't this isn't even the same at all. But like, how would you respond? Like, just try to put yourself in the position. Right, if I were to say, okay, if I were to say. And now would this be, would this be a, do you know what I, I, would this be a text conversation, email conversation or face-to-face? Because the problem with face-to-face is it's not recorded. Yeah. Um, that, that's yeah, what they true. say, right? They say, they say, say it, forget it, or no, yeah, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. But it's also a good thing because then you have a record of it. Right. But 
I'm just going to say, let's say it was face-to-face one day, because actually I think you're going to have to have more than one conversation. So let's just say something happened. And you just be like, um, I, I, I don't think you should, you should say those things to me. It's just not really like appropriate for work. It's not really professional. Um, but thank you. You know, um, not, not a mean thank you. Oh gosh. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's such a sensitive situation. And if he, if he will, if he gets offended easy, it could, he could like blow up. I would say if you do talk face to face, there should be some, there should be a witness there. There's gotta be a third party. Yeah. There, at least if maybe an email saying yeah. how you feel, but like not too in depth. Just, I think we maybe not even saying anything he did. Just like I think we should keep our relationship professional. Maybe I'm reading into things. Lizzie, does that help you at all? Do you think that uh, that maybe cleared something up for you? Yeah, because it is very very sensitive subject, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm just now a trainee. So like, okay. if I if I continue working here, then mm-hmm. it's like I don't want it to get worse, but I no. also don't want to be training so hard and then get fired because yeah. I, blow him off and i mean i don't know it's it's so i want you to just at least know that it's not in your head and it's not okay okay, and it will get worse like i'm not saying terribly worse but like if you if if it's allowed that's your that's their perceiving you saying it's okay and they Mm -hmm. they will keep Mm -hmm. doing it so Mm -hmm. i i do feel like it, it could come up like if he does something yeah i would almost maybe wait and and when something happens just be like yeah, that's that's unprofessional. Just let, please don't do that. Almost not a joke, but almost like, well, okay, let's just move on. And then if he does something in, do you remember when I told you I don't mm-hmm. that that that's not okay? Um, mm-hmm. But I, and and um, but I would I, I in, the thing is he's going to have a response, and I don't know what that response is, but that's going to affect the next step. I also mm-hmm. I agree um, with Jenna that you, it definitely should be something that you can trace back. So if you talk face to face, there mm-hmm. has to be someone there. Um, I'm because I, you know, don't record a private conversation. I don't know if that opens up a whole can of worms. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. My point is talk face to face. You have a witness there. Like if, anytime I have to talk to an employee and either let them go or it's a serious conversation, there's always someone else in the room. And then there's a camera in the room as well. Or email, text to say, hey, listen, just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Let's just keep let's just have a platonic relationship here. Uh, make sure that's an email text. So God forbid this person starts making your life a little bit worse. You can have a trail mm-hmm. of saying, you know, things changed after I sent this or things changed after I mm-hmm. had this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think they're punishing mm-hmm. me because okay. of this. Yeah, that'd be Mike. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully that's that helps. It's, it is really, yeah, it's yeah. really hard because when it starts small, like, oh, your eyelashes, like how could you, you know, that's not like harassing you, but this also, it's not okay. And it will get, it'll, it'll continue. So yeah, you're allowed yeah, to say no, you. and you're allowed to stick up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Best of luck. Good Hopefully luck. you navigate yes. it well. Thank you I'm so sure much. You yeah, of course. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate Thanks, it. Lizzie. Of course. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Jenna, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for listening to me. I feel like, I feel like I've actually learned some things, and now I'm like, huh, just got some new <laughs> perspectives. And- yeah. Usually that doesn't happen too much on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Usually people are dumber after they're listening, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I've definitely gotten dumber throughout the years recording this podcast. So I can only imagine what the listeners must uh, feel. But uh, but yeah, thank you so much. You are a breath of fresh air. It seems like you are absolutely killing it, and we are so proud and happy of you, or proud of you and happy for you. And you so uh, we hope to have you back on the podcast to co-host with us again soon. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Thanks, Jenna. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 